This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This is some sh- I'm watching a movie where we watch a full movie and talk right through it. And this is a live episode from JFL. Now, the episode they gave us, the recording they gave us, is not great. So if uh, we present it here unedited because I got frustrated editing it. And if you don't like it, don't worry. We got a new episode coming out. That's uh, like a normal thing uh, next week. Uh, great. Enjoy the show. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, and welcome to Shh, I'm watching a movie. We did that almost at the same time. I know. That would have been so good if we did it. It would have been perfect. This is our second JFL show of the day. I feel like we're going to be old pros at it now. I mean, I have yet to sleep. (laughs) I already feel like I understand how the microphone works, which I didn't (laughs) before. We should start the movie pretty much now. Yeah. So uh, uh, at some point, John Blair is going to join us. Yes, yes, who's comedian. Who's currently doing another show. But uh, we're going to start watching a movie. Yeah, Johnny Blair, who's doing a solo show at JFL. We're going to watch another movie. So th- this afternoon was my pick. We did Babe. But for this show, it's a Kalenko pick, and we are doing... Yeah. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Um, yeah. This will be cool, because I, I think I should Spinal Tap. This, this is probably one of my favorite movies, and me and my brothers watched it religiously for like eh, maybe 10 years of my life. Yeah? Uh, uh, like I've seen I, it once. I've seen it many times and Hello. I don't know if I find my it My name is Marty DeBerge. Is there I'm no, a no subtitles? I make a lot of commercials. Uh, there should that be. That little dog that chases so Rob the Reiner. wagon Okay, so Rob Reiner is on like such a friggin' hot streak at this point. Yeah. Or no, it hasn't started yet. This man did. Spinal Went down to Greenwich Princess Village, Bride. City to Stand by me when Harry met Sally. Then he bought Don't Castle Rock and did Seinfeld. Rob Reiner is incredible. Oh, is the subtitle out of Black? The word you can start it again. Yeah. I remember being knocked out by their, um, their exuberance. We were watching a movie the other day for this podcast. And and, uh, which movie was it? Uh, that band. We can't remember. But the subtitles were out of whack, attack. and we could not figure out what was going on because we weren't paying seventeen years, to it. <laughs> fifteen albums later. It wasn't an arm. Oh, it was. It was. Um, it was Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and very distinguished place in rock history. That movie. As one of England's loudest uh, bands. So, yeah, Rob Reiner was on a hot so streak. So, in the late fall, of starting Street, he was like a nobody at the time. No, he wasn't a nobody. He was on All in the Family, the biggest sitcom of all time. He was not even a director. Yeah, he was Meathead. He was six years to promote that album. But he also was the son of Carl Reiner. I think Rob Reiner was never a nobody. That's fair. If you will, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner was always making films. Making making films and making babies. Sounds. It's in his blood. Smell. I found out something about Rob Reiner that um, on the road. he was going through a divorce when that. he was doing When Harry Met Sally. So, so a lot of like the sad man Harry more. lines come from Rob Reiner. But hey, enough <laughs> of my yeah. But then he met what his wife like, like on boogie. the set of When Harry Met Sally. Okay, 
so this beginning of the movie, why is Rob Reiner talking? So it's it's a mockumentary, and it's kind of like early in the like mockumentary times. Okay. And so it's kind of like setting up the joke of like, oh, there's a mockumentary. Like there's like 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 it's. A real documentary, but there's a director behind it. Like, right, right, right. So they like anything. needed Watch people it. to know. Yeah. But it's like it's also like his intro is kind of like very dry and jokey. The Bruno Kirby. It, where it's like, hey bud, hop on in. Oh, come on through. We had to start it. We just started. Like we literally started a minute ago, John Blair. Yay! Hi. Hey. Good. How are you? There's no division. You just. Sorry, I couldn't be here for the. The, the music. Oh, don't worry. We just were introing what the people. movie is. Have you, have you, do you know anything about this podcast that you're about to be on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you listen to it sometimes? I heard it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks for us. So, uh, John, have you watched Spinal Tap? I watched Spinal Tap uh, when I was, um, I watched Spinal Tap when I was very young. Um, well, not very young, but like, I feel like I watched it when I was a teenager, and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, yeah, I watched it when I was, I think, 11, so I don't remember it. I remember that Fran Drescher is in it. Yeah. Oh, boy, I remember that. I remember Fran Drescher is in it, for sure. <laughs> We're getting a heckler. What? We're getting heckled. Oh, you can't do a joke on the mic, though. I don't know. So what's going on right now, folks at home, is we're being heckled, but we're all wearing headphones, so we don't don't really know what's happening. I can't hear what you're saying. But you know what? We have these lovely, lovely uh, men that are our tech people, and they're the best, and they're talking so politely and telling him to leave. Um, So yeah, so we haven't seen this in a while. Alex, why do you like this movie so much? Besides uh, the fact that it's very obviously hilarious. It's 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 just a very funny um, uh, mockumentary uh, that's so dry and weird. The heckling is continuing. <laughs> Again, sir, we're all wearing headphones. We have no idea what you're yelling at us. It's okay. We did a live show in Toronto when we got heckled then too. It was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's, I mean, you know. We're old, we're old hat so at talk it. Talk a little yeah. bit about the history of the group. Um, I, I only know Spinal Tap when I was a kid from that episode of The Simpsons when the they go uh, and watch Spinal Tap. Yeah, I didn't realize. I, of course, that was, I think, probably for a lot of people. Yeah. Myself, myself included, first exposure. I feel like uh, I knew that, and I thought they were a real band until I watched this movie. And I was like, oh, they're an extremely not real band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, sure, this makes me laugh so much of that they have going through like their old albums and it's all just the dumbest like, it, it's it's taking it's so seriously when it's so dumb and that's what i enjoy in comedy oh yeah i also think <laughs> this is part of the podcast when i talk about who i find sexually attractive in it michael mckean looks great he's got a really nice face oh yeah so this was their start when they were like this yeah so, oh yeah, I love that. What's his face? What's yeah. this one? The, 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 he, he's the drummer who explodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's his real name? Ed Begley Jr. Love that Ed Begley Jr. I feel like this was a song that like Good song. they wrote, but like where they were like, oh, this doesn't really sound like a Spinal Tap song. <laughs> How can we incorporate this into the film Your still? Was, uh, it's a very perfect sounding Beatles like that era song. 
tall blonde. Also, like this is the hair that I'm always trying to achieve, and uh, I just don't think I do. Great look. Oh this, yeah. <laughs> this blonde shag that he has. Should I get banged? I feel like I've I feel like I've seen you rock this like kind of at one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you. Yeah. I attempt this hair from time to time. I think with this hair, it always looks to me like dog ears. You know when dogs have like the yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So Eric I'm under the impression. So Harry Shearer hasn't been introduced yet, or. He's sitting just off camera. Oh, okay. Oh, here he comes. There. Yeah, there he is. He's supposed to be such a difficult man. I've heard that, yeah. yeah. like, he is the villain of the Saturday Night Live, like, in oral history. Really? Yeah, well, not the villain. Well, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure Chevy Chase was the villain. Uh, no, he was, a, he was a good time boy. <laughs> we just like cocaine. Uh, uh, no, he was in the era without Lauren Michaels. Oh. And so the actors had like more power, is what it seemed like. Oh, Rob Ford. Oh, that's. Shock. How was your show, John? Good. Um, I was doing a sketch over at uh, 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 the one yesterday, the one just now. The one right now. The one just now. And yesterday was, was your own sketch. Uh, yeah, which was fine. Oh, here's Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher, she's stunning. I know. I feel like they don't talk about the fact that Fran Drescher is very beautiful. Uh, well, don't start, or that's all I'm going to talk it's about. It's too late. She's so beautiful. <laughs> and you watch her on the nanny in her little outfits. Ooh. Oh, buddy, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> Sorry, so you do 14-year-old John, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is good, but I was doing a sketch on this show, um, but I was like, we're getting like right up the wire because I'm just, I was just across the way, but I was like, I gotta get over there. Uh, so I was like, hey, I can work this in in character, but I asked him like, can I end this sketch by jumping off the stage and running away? And they were like, oh yeah, for sure. And I was like, I'll give you like the mic pack on the way out, but like I just want to like just run away. I also kind of have to. Thank you for doing that. Oh, it was great. It was it was a better ending than I usually had to that sketch. I did that. I did that once um, I was doing Catch 23 but I had another show a comedy bar no no not Catch sorry I was doing um, theater sports but I had another show a comedy bar and I was like oh, fuck I'm not going to be able to make it like, like I'm first on that other show yeah. so I was like uh, the person who was hosting was like yeah you can leave but you have to make it a part of the scene like you're pissed off and then never come back and I just left and I never came back and I never knew if it landed I, I did that too of, I was doing an improv set and we made this joke about people leaving and I had to go to a show about Nog and was like oh, I'm going to be late for it I was like oh no I'm going to leave comedy bar and my team will follow me and, and my whole team followed America. me off the stage. And I went out the door, and then they all went through the green room of comedy bar to go back on stage. Oh, that's and, uh, and then the, and I was like, oh, I thought they were following me. That's <laughs> that was a real star scene. There was uh, Dana Carvey dressed up as a clown, yeah. and uh, Billy Crystal. Yes, I can. So, oh, here's yeah, Bruno Kirby. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Uh, <laughs> the late Bruno Kirby, R.I.P. This is one of my favorite yeah. jokes, where he's just like telling a story, like having a chatty guy, and then just slowly raises the window. And you know what's great about this? This is an ongoing like thing with Bruno Kirby's uh, like shtick in his career. Because yeah. on the Larry Sanders yeah, show, it was a thing that he never thought to be on the show. They kept bumping him, and then they even did it on like the special features. The Larry Sanders show, where he was supposed to be interviewed, and then they bumped him from that interview. Then he died like two weeks later. Oh no! So then the the, the whole thing became like a memoriam to him. You know what? Great loss. I think we didn't even see his best work yet. 
the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rob Ford, man. Okay. The, the reason I like this, the older I get, is that I played it on Japan. And there's so much stuff in here that's so early that is about playing shitty DIY gigs. Yeah. Where, like, like they show up to one where it's, like, puppet show and Spinal Tap. Like, I played a show in, like, Hamilton or something where, like, After Us was, like, karaoke. And it was all, and, like, we were headlining it. Was, like, 30 people there to see us was pretty cool. But then, like, people started filing in for karaoke, getting angrier and angrier that we were playing. And there's, like, by the end, there's, like, 100 people crossed arms being, like, this is, like, very important karaoke. Oh, my God. This is an affront to us, what you're doing. Which I think is like the most true of <laughs> of you. You are the least important person if no one knows your music. Well, because if, if no one knows your music, you're actively in the way <laughs> of anyone having a good time. I mean, I feel you know similarity about being a right, now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> People stop. They're so excited and they're like, "Oh, I don't know who that is," and then they keep walking. There's also a, a very dumb joke that they're all playing bass and the bass player plays a double neck bass. <laughs> oh, that's. A very good note. The bass is the... Once I said this to one of the the, the bass player in this Tristan's band, I was like, you know, the bass is the drum of the guitar. And he was like, what? Like, I get it. I understand. That, try, that, what, a, what a terrible pickup. Look, he didn't go home so it doesn't even matter anyway. <laughs> it's just a song about loving girls to take on. Hey, ahead of its time. Yeah. This also like this is all way ahead of its time. Like a lot of like what we consider like '70s heavy metal didn't really exist at the time of filming this movie. Yeah, really? yeah. Like it's like like there was like the kind of like early like prog rock stuff, but they were like making fun of like new thing heavy metal. I feel like when I was young and I saw this, I didn't find any of the songs funny because they just seemed like legitimate songs. Well, I mean, yeah. like like all like the Scorpions and all those bands are equally as stupid. Yeah, as yeah. Final Tap. Like no, at no point are the Scorpions just like. Uh, at, at no point are any of those bands just like, yeah, we're gonna put a lot of thought into this. So like, we're gonna sing about Lord of the Rings and have yeah. sex. <laughs> I, I think it's it's apt. Uh, wait, so that guy explodes, but he hasn't exploded yet. He explodes at the end of, I believe. But that's not Ed Begley Jr. No, Ed, Ed Begley Jr. choked on vomit, but they're not sure whose vomit it was. You can't really dust for vomit. Oh my god. A lot of really good jokes. This is a really good joke I'm not hearing a single one. <laughs> yeah. Regarding intravenous to Milo. Um, intravenous to Milo, it's very lack good. Of invention within. Oh my the god. The growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. Would you grow with this kind of facial hair, John? Mutton chop? Oh. I don't know. Good. I'm trying to think if I ever, like, sometimes if I've, like, been growing a beard for a while and it's, like, it's time to get rid of the beard, I, like, do something weird with it first. And I think I tried that one time. I tried to do, like, the, like, kind of like a handlebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could do, like, a full handlebar mutton chop at a hairy store. But I... That was merely a two-word review. Just said... Shit sandwich. That's not real. Is it? Uh, <laughs> another great thing about this, if you get the DVD, which I should have brought, the commentary track of it is them in character. Oh, yeah. Commentary as if it's all real. Which is very funny because one of the running bits they have is one guy keeps pointing at people in the background like, oh, he's dead now. You know who this guy is? 
I think he did this John Wayne Gacy movie. He played the lead in John Wayne Gacy. And he also played like the clown in Seinfeld, like the scary Joe Davola. The so, one, so he's got a thing. He's got a thing. He plays clowns. <laughs> yeah, so we watched that John Wayne Gacy movie at a birthday party when I was in grade nine because we thought it was a horror movie. And, like, technically it is, but it's not. It's like a bio oh. about a horrible person. But we didn't know what the word sodomy was. And the mom came downstairs, and we all stopped and paused the movie, and we were like, what does sodomy mean? And the mom had to explain to a group of 14-year-old girls comes back with, like, a bunch of lube, and she's like, you're just going to yeah. need this. <laughs> Everybody got older at that point. Yeah, because that, that John Wayne Casey movie starts with, like, a thing saying in the state of wherever he was from, um, sodomy was illegal. And I was like, <laughs> just, just for context. This is why everyone's so mad at him. <laughs> Every, everyone's just itching for butt stuff. Yeah. A bunch of like and a man's things they gotta sign. I mean, that's why everyone was so mad at John Casey. They're driving across the state lines to butt fuck. You don't find that Look at Fran Drescher. First of all, her makeup is outrageously good. She's so elegant for being the 80s. Well, you should have seen the cover they wanted to do. I don't care what they want. See, now this is something, Ian, that you're gonna have to talk to your boys about. We're certainly not laying he wants like, the, the cover they want to do is a woman on all fours in a dog collar. No, he, 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 that's the cover they agreed on. There's an even worse cover they wanted. That's also one of my favorite lines of like just showing out. It's like it's 1982. No one cares. <laughs> also, um, I don't know if we have any Entourage fans. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like you tell me. Did you watch Entourage ever? I saw it a little bit. Yeah, my sister loved it, so I watched all of it. Was on TV. And. Uh, there's a Debbie Mazar like agent character well, that is Fran Drescher mm. like exactly she even looks like her what a what a copy <laughs> you think how dare she how dare Entourage <laughs> do, you, do you think that Debbie but, Mazar but and Fran Drescher have traditionally fought over a lot of the same oh parts okay. and stuff? I feel like anytime they auditioned for anything I'm sure for the longest time Debbie Mazar was getting the old uh, second-handed what uh, Fred Drescher did. Oh, here comes Fred. Audition room again. You know, um, I've never been in an audition room where I've looked around and been like, oh, everyone. Okay, listen, I wanted to tell you. Not ever. Because I guess I go in for more like comedy stuff. But have you been in a room where you're like, oh, fuck, everyone? I've been, I've been in some rooms where I was like, oh, no, they thought I I've definitely done that. Where I've been yeah. in a room and I've been like, wow, everyone here is attractive. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I have to update my headshot because it's from when I was very young. <laughs> Actually, that happened to me. I, I think my headshot is quite sweet. I went in for this audition for this show called Concord, which is based on uh, an old Robert Redford movie. And my job in this scene was to make like the Robert Redford character make his girlfriend jealous. Like, me from across the bar, and, and everyone in the room was like ethnically ambiguous supermodels, and me. And I was like, Oh no, I'm <laughs> this is so wrong for me. Um, and uh, when it was done, the casting director was like, That was a really good job. <laughs> Look at you with your clean face. <laughs> hey, you tried your best. Hey, good, hey, hey, good job, slugger. <laughs> you got out there. 
Yeah. Oh, you and all the lines the in order. At the same time. Oh, man. All the way home, probably. I wish we had subtitles. Yeah. All the way home? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can you remember Every time we don't have subtitles, this podcast becomes kind of hard. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, I'd say. It's a challenging podcast. We've uh, shot ourselves in the, bu- in the foot. And also, it's challenging to do it here. Yeah. It, this is less distracting than earlier. Yeah. Earlier there was like a marching band went through at one point. Like it was insane. Oh. And also we had like three guests and that was just a lot, it was a lot of information happening. But I feel like this is like a comedian's dream to do what they're doing is just to pretend that they're yeah. rock stars. I also like how Christopher Guest looks. I've decided. <laughs> I do, I do like that like, most you know, of this is pretty much improvised. Yeah. It must be. Like, Sounds like a that, like, over and over again. But like, the, like out of all the Mr. Gas ones, it's the least uh, improvised, and they have like scripted. Oh, really? So like the, screen bef- the scene before that, like they're yelling about like the album cover, where everyone has like, it's a scripted scene of just plot, but the way they made it funny is they give everyone full swords, implying that they all got the same herpes. And like, that was just like them being like, we'll do all this plot, and the joke is everyone has full swords. And like, that's like a scripted scene. Scene, whereas, like, this stuff is all just them being like, ah, fuck around, I don't know. Oh, man. And so much. Like, this movie, like, the, like, the deleted, the full cut of this movie is, like, four hours long. Oh, it must be longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's how the, the kind of, like, the improv thing works is they'll put, like, when I was doing, um, I was doing what we do in the shadows. They had like three cameras on us, and then we ran for half an hour. And the scene in the show was maybe 40 seconds. So for 45 seconds of the scene, and it was half an hour. I can't imagine how long this movie would have been. And then think about like also, it's like, man, it's hard to be funny when you're just like alone in a room with a camera on you. Yeah. But they're so in character yeah. that it doesn't matter if they're funny. They're just talking nonsense and they'll spread something together. I don't understand how it's like. Also, his makeup is very beautiful, too. It's just, is this like the first of its kind? Uh, it's the first of this, like, Christopher Guest style. Yeah. Where, like, he, like, he had not done. Uh, like, 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 best of show is downstream of this. And yeah, yeah. I think, like, the reason this is probably the stronger one is they had. Um, What's his name so directing? Like Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner's Do you think this is stronger? Yeah, I guess it's stronger than Preston like Joe. <laughs> Look, I think it's more fun. Would you be holding no, this? I wouldn't want to eat. I wouldn't want to put no. that in my mouth. All right. Hey, I, I love this. Right. And then we move right. on to this. Look, look, who's in here? But I no think one. I like the Preston Joe better. Like the dog show. What is happening with all this food? He's yelling about the food, about this tiny little problem. This is all. I don't want it to affect this will be us one day. Right. We'll yeah. That will never be paid. It really doesn't <laughs> disturb me. But I rise above it. I'm a professional. Oh, my God. Did I miss the tray? I just have, like, just a tray of olives, like, nothing else. What would be the stupidest, like, food they could give you backstage? Oh, man. Tray of olives wouldn't be useful. Like a big pile of apricots? <laughs> a pile of dried apricots? Uh, it's such an inconsistent fruit. Yeah. Not apricots. Unpeeled kiwis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enjoy. Just a pineapple. You've just got to bring them on with you. Burn your hands. <laughs> I, you see, I used to know somebody who would eat kiwis with the skin in high school, and I thought, not for me. It's also a joke I enjoy. It's very goofy. I've just seen lean back doing a guitar solo and gets a roadie to try and help him. Ah. <laughs> 
wonderful. <laughs> Which is dragging him around. If you, uh, uh, what's weird about uh, if you're playing guitar on stage and fall down and you don't want to stop? Yeah, it's really hard to get back up and look cool. <laughs> yeah, because you, you need you your hands. You need your hands. Like yeah. if you're just on the floor and you're like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah, well, oh, I gotta just keep this going now. The longer I'm down here, the cooler I am. I think. <laughs> I used to own pants just like that from American Apparel. Guys, American Apparel doesn't exist in Canada anymore, and I'm pretty upset about it. This is the this is the famous uh, oh yeah uh, uh, goes to eleven scene uh, that your your uncle quotes when he sees your guitar. <laughs> I don't care I don't care if you own a guitar or have an uncle, but it has happened in your life. Just listen for a minute. This is just this is Stein. Listen. This is this is the most. Uh, like uncle movie. You would, though, if it were is it? Yeah. I guess it's of their era. It, it's got some real divorced dad energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's funny, yeah. Go, go I also enjoy fight. his. I feel like he talks about his tank top. This is the memory I have of this scene. I love his, like, x ray. This is what we look like inside, he says, and he's like, but it's not green, of course. Unit. So I strap this piece on. You know, right down in here. And Rob Reiner. Stage, you know, I'd say, I'd say uh, exactly. enviable career. Absolutely. You were talking about the streak that he went on before you got here? Oh, yeah. uh, okay. What did that include? I mean, I know you've already been on it. Stand by me. Stand by me? Yeah. I don't know. I think Stand by me was the end. I think it was the end, too. When Harry met Sally? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is Spinal Zap. Something else. Did we say something? People are just... People just stepping away. Uh, uh, just people, people walking by waving. A nice <laughs> wave for us. Hi, everybody. Oh, see, there was that other guy, but nice. That's nice. That other guy really wanted to tell a joke on, uh, yeah, I know he did. on the podcast. I really wish... What was the joke? You don't know? <laughs> he kept being... It sounded like he was saying a guy's name. It's not 10. Oh, say my name. He wanted us to say his name. I thought he was saying a joke, and I was like, no, thank you, sir. You could have that guy's name on your podcast. Yeah. We listen to by fucked up so many people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's bound to be some people. Just people are walking around. Yeah. (laughs) I think those people who just walked by and waved, I think they were just dancing impromptu, like in front of the stage. With the show I was doing before it started. Oh, that's fun <laughs> for you. Just have a lot of just energy. Young people. How confused you are where you're like, oh, JFL, the Electronic Music Festival. <laughs> <laughs> just out here. The electronic Music Festival. Yeah, electronic Music Out here and you're like, you're like, man, I really wish people stopped telling bullshit between songs. <laughs> I really wish it just kept bangers after bangers. Yeah. Um, are you doing rap battles tonight? I'm doing rap battles tomorrow now. Oh, it's a two-night event. Yeah, yeah, Are you doing the horseman? No, I'm doing the battle with Chris Sanderford. Oh. Yeah, over at the main line. It's going to be a hot, hot midnight show. That's going to be fun. It's a midnight show? Yeah. It's a midnight show tonight? No, it's a right now show tonight, I think. It's at 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, it's from 10 to 11. So stop listening to this and go to Rap Battles. Get out of here! What the fuck are you doing here? Rap Battles is far more interesting. That's not true. Sometimes Rap Battles takes too long to start. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very comedy bar centric. Oh, yeah, for sure. Inside baseball is what we got. That's all we asked for. Oh, whoa, my man. Um, yeah, who's this dude? Is that Howard Hess? He's very pretty. 
playing here? What are you doing the, uh, here? This old man? Yeah, no, from WKRP. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, I was talking about the young guy. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I'm, I figured you were talking about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take him all. This is Johnny Fever. I'm going to look up his name. Um, because I, I do have a story about this guy. WKRP and Snap. See, I never watched that show, but I remember that they showed reruns on the Comedy Network. Yeah, okay. This is Howard Hessman, and I used to watch WKRP. So Howard Hessman. Um, For Lonnie Anderson, I know she was on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lonnie Anderson was on that. Lonnie sure. Anderson. So when I was um, a kid, uh, I was look, I was trying to look up his personal uh, Wikipedia page, but I, I just realized I was reading Dr. Johnny Fever's Wikipedia page. Oh, like the fandom about his personal. Life. I know I, that happens. Uh, but Howard Hessman, and and if and if I'm wrong about this, then send me a strongly worded letter. But um, I think had had trouble with, with drugs in his life. And when we were in health class in grade nine, um, which was like a unit of gym, basically it wasn't its own class. We sat in a portable and they showed us a movie of like Howard Hessman from WKRP, like acting out the effects of all of these different drugs. No. <laughs> so it's like now Howard Hessman's going to show you what it's like to be on speed, and now Howard Hessman's going to like do a monologue about being on heroin. Was it? It's just like, oh, Howard, did you just like run the gamut on all of these drugs in one day? Did it keep? Did it keep it's you it's off drugs? It sounds like that would be like an, an advertisement. It would keep me off acting. It's like, oh, I was like, man, how the mighty can fall. But it wasn't. It wasn't like a contemporary thing. Like it had clearly been done a while ago. Like it was an when old he was at his height. Yeah, it was like old video. At his height, or perhaps slightly after. Uh, yeah. You know what I enjoy. The choice they've all made as actors to play everything super understated. Oh yeah, everything's so dry and so strange. I think that's so funny and so British of this American movie. I feel like I feel like this is before British stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's before British. Oh no, no, no. They, they probably were into some British stuff. And then, like, I'm, I'm amazed. Yeah. This movie's probably made for no money. And I'm amazed it got its no money mm-hmm. because, like, a mockumentary about yeah, like very obscure nothing is like it didn't exist. And now there's tons of it, and they're but all it's, bad. It's yeah. super before its time. Affectation. Yes, I mean, and also it's crazy how much this guy looks like Rob Ford. Like it's wild. Like a Hollywood Rob Ford. Yeah, this is Hollywood yeah. Rob Ford. Uh, <laughs> it's just him smashing, <laughs> threatening people with his cricket. <laughs> Apparently, cricket takes days to play. Uh, really? Yeah, you can play it for like a couple of. Um, not too well. Actually. I don't understand that. Like, do people like, well, do you take shifts or do you just hold your poop? Like, what's the game? I mean, you take breaks, definitely. They have like they bring like picnics and. I gotta look this up. I feel like I'm right about this. Cricket takes days to play. Oh, Des Moines. We're all very tired. Yeah, this podcast is oh, becoming, yeah, is becoming yeah. us just, <laughs> <laughs> just re- Googling thoughts we have. We Googled a lot of thoughts of the babe one because we wanted to know if any animals had died. We did pay for them. We couldn't find that. Had any? We couldn't find that information, but we found out that there was literally a thousand animals on the Oh. And that babe was one of like 37 pigs. Hmm. That's, That's all. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. It is. Do you think there was like 37 versions of Christopher Guest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was definitely four of Michael. She's going to come meet us. 
And two of them did that. Yeah. But there's one that's still wandering. So I feel like this is like. So I was thinking about like you know you're talking about like how this would have gotten made. Three to five days. Like three to five days to play cricket. Continue. No, you're right. Cricket takes days to play. Um. Uh. And now I'm distracted. Test and first class cricket matches are played over three to five days. Yeah, there you go. Um, Six hours of cricket being played on each day. So I feel like this movie is like there's got to be like a, like some sort of band documentary of the age that this would have maybe been pitched as like a parody. Of. And I'm trying to think of what that would be. Oh. Like. I mean. I wonder. It was something like a Rolling Stones. Yeah. This doesn't seem like Rolling Stones like. It's probably what was pitched at, yeah. and then became. Eagles? The Eagles? Anything? Yeah, like. I just love they're so excited that they're playing one of their old songs on the radio, and then it's just like they're in the Where Are They Now file. <laughs> I mean, the mood of the room just changes immediately. <laughs> Who's going to do a... Also, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm just explaining the movie. But, like, uh, this is just them over Elvis Presley's grave, and they start trying to harmonize and can't do it. Uh, <laughs> just butcher harmonies over top of his grave. That's very excellent. I found a new place to dwell. And they can't remember well, the of his songs. Like, Heartbreak Hotel. He's very serious, Harry Shearer. Yeah. Well, he doesn't look like he fucks around. The same key, though, I think. Oh yeah, because the lights on in this tent and it's dark outside. It's a real bug. It's a real bug prank. Oh yeah, <laughs> the bugs are out this week in a big way. Oh, are they? Oh yeah. It's a big, big bug week in Montreal. I was doing a show last night. Bugs around my head. That's because you're the only light. It's all dark outside. Yeah. Lodge land. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hey, I love being here. This has been great. But the bugs are out. They're out. Cut it out, bugs. They're out there. Next year. Montreal, build a giant dome. Over yeah, <laughs> solve this bug problem. Get rid of nature once and for all. <laughs> We've almost got it, but the bugs are they're holding out. Not too much. Well, there was a beetle that was crawling here, and, and I asked Alex to flick it off. Nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, but he killed it. You, that was the first time. Spider-Man came into existence. <laughs> Put people in grave. <laughs> are you are you sure? Is that a confirmed kill? Oh my God, I love Christopher Guest's outfit. The skirt and shirt combo. We toured the world. We toured I think the I states, like world how these people look, and I would like to model myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like they did a Mighty Wind, and I found that that was his least successful of these yeah. movies. Yeah, I think it wasn't supposed to be as funny, I guess, and I don't think he's kind of it, this dryness doesn't work for me in drama. I only work for most people in drama. Mighty Wind was not a drama. It wasn't funny, though. I think it was supposed to be funny. I think it just failed at its fourth. <laughs> was the title a fart joke? Yes. Oh. Yeah, the title's a fart joke. <laughs> okay. When I was in the conservatory at Second City, uh, I had a teacher that I won't say whose name it is. Name, 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 uh, name. And he took us to go see uh, A Mighty Wind at the Royal because it was playing, and instead of teaching us class, 
Which, like, now that I teach conservatory, I'm like, that didn't help anything. Like, there's a lot of work to be done. And when we got there, there was this guy that was talking before the movie, and he used to, like, live with them. I can't remember his name. I think you guys would know him. He teaches at, like, Cumber or whatever. And uh, he's in the middle of, like, saying, like, I don't know, like, an old memory. And someone in the audience just goes, could you play the movie already? And I was like, what did you take us to? It was so upsetting, and it was so embarrassing. And then we watched The Mighty Wind until, like, 10 o'clock, and I was like, like, class is supposed to end at nine. Like, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was an unsuccessful. Was that a movie theater? Is that a movie theater? Kevin Frank. Oh, no, I said his name. <laughs> yeah, he did. He piled us in the Turco van and then he put us and made us watch. <laughs> I'm like, so funny. But you know what the twist is at the very end? It's like the big final joke of a Mighty Wind is. So it's basically Spinal Tap, except um, like it's the same band, all three of them. But the twist is that Harry Shearer's character at the very end was was trans, and that they wanted to be a woman all along. And so, just exactly the way that he talks, looking exactly the same, but wearing a dress at the very end, just being like, and I've never been happier. I was like, okay, great. Hard swing, buddy, yeah. for a, a joke to hinge on the entire movie. Yeah. But, this is what it was all for. Yep, that was what it was all for. This Gumby t-shirt is amazing. Is it Gumby, like, doing something to somebody? Oh, we got some nice music playing right now. That's just for our here. So, John, how's been your days in Montreal? It's been okay. Uh, yesterday was just a lot of running around and, and, like, you know, worrying and getting stuff together for my show. And today was a little more a little more chilled out, which is nice. A little chiller? Yeah, yeah a little more relaxed. Um and I just sort of, uh, yeah, I went and sat somewhere. I drank a coffee. I, <laughs> I Are you here alone? Did you did you come alone? Uh, I did. Yeah, uh, Jocelyn's uh, at home at home writing on the Beaverton. On a, oh on a right, of course. Basis. Very much wanted to bring her along, but uh, you know, Josh should be here. I know. Um, uh, we should say, I guess, for the listeners, that John and I were in the Sketchersons together. Yes, yeah, for a, a fleeting moment. Not, not, it's for a while. I feel like you're was it a while? Okay. I, I mean, we may have different <laughs> impressions of it. <laughs> yeah, for a while, for like a year maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Alex and I were in the Sketchersons. So for a fleeting moment. It was a year actually. I was his head writer, and you were my head writer for like a second. Yeah. You were oh really yeah. My head writer. And, then I, and then I moved away. Yeah, yeah, you were an actual head writer. Yeah. Look at us, just a couple of head writers and Alex sitting here. <laughs> I'll have you know, I refuse to take the job. Have they offered it? <laughs> Is that Marshall walking around being like, ah, I need help? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Please, someone take this head writer. <laughs> I know, I keep having people come up to me being like, um, I, 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 gonna be people and I really, I really don't want it. And I'd be like, well, then it'll die, I guess. Like, I don't yeah. know. No one wants to do the work. You know what? Everyone's lazy. Uh, so this this black, <laughs> this black album cover joke, oh, that, like they they couldn't uh, put up the, the cover they wanted, like the very sexual woman thing. Uh, the, when Metallica tried to like relaunch themselves in the late '90s, all black cover, and everyone's like, "Did you just do Spinal Tap? Like, this is just a joke." Oh, that's right. But didn't Metallica kind of say Metallica raised on it? Wasn't it like? Yeah. It's like black on black. Like, and then the joke. Of like, you ask yourself, how much more black could it be? None more black. More black. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like an all-black album. Though. I think it's a great idea. I think all of what they're doing would be successful now. 
Yeah. Oh, I love this bit. This is legit Lady Gaga, this it's, right it's, here. It's one of the funniest bits in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's also like just such a simple, dumb sketch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, this is a movie in sketches, I guess. Yeah. I feel like if you're doing an improv movie, you're going to have to build it in sketches. Yeah. Because the weaker part of this movie is when it's like trying to do plot. For sure. Oh, yeah, and his shit doesn't open. <laughs> Can he just break through it or no? <laughs> oh my god, these pods. <laughs> oh, it's very charming. Like, I'm trying to break out of this. Yeah, finding tiny moments in his bass playing where he can try to bang on the Oh, he can't break out of it. Oh, like it's sealed shut. <laughs> oh, it looked so gentle before. That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> This is a good t-shirt, too. I love how, like, they go to their way to make their style look stupid. And you're like, it looks great. Yeah. It doesn't look stupid at all. I literally had those pants from American Apparel before. <laughs> Imagine with this much effort into writing stupid songs. <laughs> oh, they put in so much effort. But it's not stupid. They're well made. They're well produced. I mean, this is what The Lonely Island does. That song, I Just Had Sex, is one of the best songs. Well, you know what they do? They buy, they have the money to buy, like, seats that other, like, yeah. Like, like, oh, 100%. That's what they for sure have to no, do. No, that's, that's exactly what they do. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I Just Had Sex was going to be sold to Jason Chirillo, and they didn't want it. They bought it. Oh, really? Oh. Like, like that level. Like the melody of the song. Oh. Okay, so how all that pop music works, like the hip hop stuff, is that they don't like produce their own music. They buy it off of producers. Yeah. Okay. Because you're like in like work for different labels or different studios, production companies or whatever. And so they just buy the same super. But they write the lyrics. They write the lyrics. They buy. Hmm. Yeah, like the Jason Derulo song wasn't going to be I Just Had Sex. I mean, he, I think someone like right after put in a song that's basically that. Yeah. I just had sex. But that song's all of the, the best line in that song is when he's like having sex to make a nice guy the meanest. Yeah, I love, I love, <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> I love he gets out, and as soon as he gets out, it's when they have to go back into the pod. <laughs> uh, the history of Spinal Tap drummers. Who's this guy? Oh, he's a drummer. Do you have any fears? There's like a beautiful folk when song happening join, in the background right now. Is this rap battle? Oh god, I hope so. I, I hope they just took off word like left into like <laughs> folk. Out, but it can't. This is totally brand new. Right. This is very funny in the bathtub. In the Larry Sanders, I just love Larry Sanders. In the, in the, in the special DVD, like they interviewed all the actors, and Scott Thompson does his DVD special from the bathtub. He does his entire interview. This is a joke that I do to myself for no one. It's anytime I'm using a computer, I'm like, oh, like playing like a dumb game, like, oh, computer magic it is. <laughs> for no one. That joke's for nobody. I don't know why. It's a reference to a one off line in a movie that most people haven't watched. <laughs> Look, they have the same hair. This is what I want. I want this hair. This is. Uh, my favorite character is his girlfriend, who's like this like super hippie. Trying to like break up the band. It becomes the man. Yeah, it becomes like the manager of the band. Oh, she like does like the Yoko or whatever. Oh, I'm getting by bugs. Right? Oh no! The bugs are out. They're out. They're around. I love this t-shirt sweater too. 
cause I feel like I feel like we squeeze the Saturn. It does make a squeaky noise. Squeeze the what? A little Saturn makes a Really? On the shirt? And sorted it out for me, straightened it out for me, gave me a path, you know, path to follow. I wonder if you have as much influence over his She's very funny. Oh yeah. She looks so mean. She looks like Mina. She does kind of look like Mina. He's, uh, he in the face, not in the mean. Sometimes when he's worked out, he's got a new bit that he wants to tell me. About, Alex always you know, thinks people look like my cousin on this show. This is not the first time she looks like Mina. Not a real superstar. She's a superstar. Well, how does that go over with the other band members? I mean, you. John, what's your well, favorite what movie comedy? She gives me the brutally my favorite movie comedy. So specific. Whoa. My favorite movie genre comedy. Oh boy. Movie. Dash comedy. Oh wow, that's a really good question. I don't know. What's yours, Al? I'm trying to think of something I just could have probably this or my thoughts. Oh yeah, you know what? I think it might be wet hot. I think it is. Wet hot? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That feels that feels like you. Yeah, it's very. Someone, someone, my friend Karen just sent me a clip of the, um, the scene from the prequel in the end where I guess she just watched it. The scene in the end where John Hamm is like, "I was on your side all along," and they try to get him to explain how that makes sense and he can't like, like did you write this scene and I was like I wish I did I wish I wrote that whole thing but oh, that, that whole like that and like both of the series I made after it were, were just the best that's so funny I, I'm trying to remember there was the prequel and then the sequel right uh, yeah, yeah, that's the what it was. The sequel I did not enjoy as much. It wasn't as good as the prequel. But the prequel was great, especially with DJ Ski Mask. What a gag. Yeah. With Bradley Cooper, like, lifting up. Yeah, Wet Hot is the best. Wet Hot, we also watched at that same birthday party with the John Wayne Gacy. What? Yeah, we watched that John Wayne Gacy. We didn't get through it because it was very disturbing. And then my friend's like, oh, well, let's watch this. And then we all lost our goddamn minds watching Wet Hot American Summer. Well, that's a good, I think that's, you made it, you made a good choice. It's a good change of pace. From we couldn't get over that scene where Paul Rudd has to pick up his food after he just finishes eating and then throws it. And then takes five minutes to pick up. Like all morning the next day, we just kept throwing our plates on the floor and then Do you have any up slowly. Okay, so the mom whose house this was first had to explain <laughs> what sodomy was to everyone at the party. And then the next morning, everyone was just throwing their plates on the floor. It was a very seminal birthday party. Was there ever a party at this house again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're never having friends over. <laughs> this was Kyle. Kyle was like, her mom was an actor and her dad, I don't know, was... Could you take this a well. Yeah, he was a ne'er do He had some money. So she had like a, the, a nice house and she had all the fun... Um, high school parties at her place, and when she was, when we were like 11 or 12, her birthday party was a black and white party, and we all had to wear like black and white. Wow. Yeah, we were. Um, Imagine you like were 11 or 12, and you like saw, like, like you totally grabbed on to the idea of a blackout part, like a black and white party. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't quite understand what this means, but I have to make it happen. We were, yeah. you know why? Because fucking. Um, Do you have any the Laguna Beach had a black and white party oh, so then we right. too had to have and that all just comes from the Hamptons there's like Hampton parties where you like the all white party you just fucking wear white it's stupid but also maybe one of the best oh my god he had that in his oh my god so he ra- but he also wrapped it in foil yeah. basically just so it could be detected for yeah, the purpose yeah, yeah. of that joke otherwise there's no reason to do it yeah. that's great well, I mean, he doesn't want it to, like, bruise and get moldy on his pants. Oh, oh yeah. That's true, that's you're right. True. He's, right. He's stealing the freshest that he's going to yeah. use it later. <laughs> oh, no, what happened there? 
Is it is this like a real aesthetic of music they're doing right now? Like a real genre? Kinda. Of like, right? kinda like, like 80s hair metal. Music. I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. It sucks so much. Is it like, was that guy Micah, was he doing that? Like, I believe in a thing I love. That song? Would you say he was bringing it back? No, no. Oh, the, the darkness? Yeah. Yeah, the darkness. Kinda, yeah. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris Sandiford has come to watch the show. John's our guest. Do you want, do you want to be a guest? You want to join? You want to get over it? Can't watch it though. I don't know if the mics if the mics are set up. Are the mics set up? So the guy who was heckling us before, this was his dream, and now it's happening for Chris. Oh my God! So we have Chris Sandiford, who's also in Just for Laughs. He's a good bud. Through. I don't know if I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm hot. I'm you're hot. hot. Yeah, you're I'm hot. hot. You're hot, baby. Uh, thanks for having me on the program. Uh, first time listener. First time being on it as well. Um, you're not really listening to it, right? <laughs> What's the program? Uh, oh wow, it, you really are for a second. We, we, we talked through a movie. Oh really? It's yeah. It, it's a, just such a terrible idea, and like we've done it live where it's like you have it behind you, and it's like you're kind of like doing the commentary. Whereas this is like the least possible. I see. Way to make this entertaining for anyone but ourselves. I don't understand. Is it? This isn't streaming anywhere, is it? No, no, no. It's, oh, okay, good. Alex downloaded this on his computer through a pirating thing. Yeah, we do. Like we are pro pirating on this podcast. Hey, everything is pirated. Chris, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, well, you know, I'm just uh, coming to do some shows. I'm also really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really, what a joy. really a big fan a of the uh, Spotify Presents Le Spot. Yeah, this is our third podcast. Very yeah, exciting. how about it? <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, so what are we watching today? We're doing some Spinal Zap. Oh, it says that right there, even. Yeah, you're staring at the name of the movie. Honestly, all I can see is the reflection <laughs> in this yeah. shiny screen. <laughs> I mean, there's another screen there, but it's facing away from you. You can either come around or tilt it towards you. I feel you like also if you sit. wanted to tilt it towards you, that would be you okay. No, it's all right. Um, I can't be here too long. I'm just here to plug all my shows. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's Penis, Baba Booey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? Oh, he's actually leaving. Why did you say Howard Stern's Penis? Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. What a joy. Uh, what a pleasure. See you soon, buddy. This isn't a personal thing, Artie. Yeah, we're going to hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you doing rap battles now? What about a relationship? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah but Chris and I are doing rap battles tomorrow together. At the the best part of the podcast when we make, when we decide what our plans are, which is legit happens on the podcast, just Alex edits it out. This time putting up raw, maybe. But we, why do you say Howard Stern's thing? Is that a thing? Probably. Oh, good for him. What, what are you and Chris doing at rap battles? What are, you, what are your characters? Uh, I think what's going to happen, and we're still kind of working on this, is that I um, I take the show hostage, and then Chris is a hostage negotiator. And that mostly came around because he has a megaphone that he really wanted to use. And I was like, okay, we'll make it happen. We'll figure out how to use the megaphone. great idea. So you're not really a rap, you're like an interlude? No, no, we're going to be rapping, but he's going to be rapping through a megaphone. Eventually. I, lo- I love that... Chris comes from my school of writing comedy of take the prop and work back. Oh, yeah. Oh, big fan of um, when I would, because Rap Battles doesn't do two verses anymore, right? Uh, sometimes they do. For like headliners, they'll do Sometimes they do. Because um, when it was the two verse thing, I always tried to find a way to make my second verse not exist. So, like, once I just played someone who was, like, always late versus always on time. Mm-hmm. 
And so I didn't come in for the first verse. <laughs> and then once I did a thing where I was a daddy's girl versus a mommy's boy, and the second verse was me calling my dad up on stage and then me making it up with him. <laughs> Reference is great. Wow, that's a that's a great that's a great cheat. Yeah, it's a great cheat. You gotta just figure well, out. Yeah, you care how do it. I get out of now that I'm here? How do I get out of this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great show though. Yeah, Congrats. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I had a lot of fun doing it here last year, um, and it'll be nice to do it um, again. Oh sure. Yeah. I did everything I could to make that story very. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Of course you did. Are you are you as tired as we are, John? Well, a little bit tired. Um, we can up the energy. I always tell people up, up the energy. Yeah, we can up the energy. Absolutely. Ready? I'm what happened over here? Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> hey, did what? What did you just do? Personnel only. Yeah. Open their door. That's the stage. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just trilled my lips and looked. Do it again. What was, what was so that? angry okay. in the face. Okay, let's bring the energy up. Let's do it. I love this bit of that they're, they're lost backstage trying to find the stage. We're like, yeah, we're going to rock and roll, rock and roll. And they get lost. Like, I get some directions. They start doing these turns and then come back around to, how'd you do this? So, what would you say the hero's journey of this movie? Oh, there is not one. Yeah, right? It is a collection of sketches as you watch, like, the girl, like, the Yoko Ono character kind of, like, tear apart the band. Do they win in the end? Does someone come out? Uh, not really. The drummer dies. That's the end. The drummer dies. I think they kind of win. Like they, they don't win. I guess them winning. Do you think this is a real thing that that guys get into relationships and then and it derails their career? I don't think. I think that happens. I don't want it to be real. I'm sure. It, I, I don't think it happens as often as it's you know presented in media. But I don't even think it happened with Yoko Ono to be honest. No, probably not. Yoko Ono really didn't want to be involved in the Beatles. <laughs> Please stop. It's not my scene. It's not my scene. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I hope that's what she said. <laughs> oh, you do you, babe. You do you. I'm Yoko. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she shouldn't be controlling. It goes against their whole like belief system of being controlling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm uncomfortable with her making her the villain out of that whole narrative. Me too. Anyway. I blame sexism. Yeah. I blame 1982. Yeah. Was it 1982? No, it was much before then. I think it was probably before then. Oh, so John wasn't great, right? Was John not great? John had a... <laughs> this is speaking totally from a podcast that I heard, so I'm not sure if we can back this up with anything. But um, a bit of like a shithead. Mm-hmm. Abusive to his first wife. Mm-hmm. And was slow, was a little bit like a like a poser in a way. Like he was, he was, it was an affectation. Um, yeah. Give a piece of chance, all that stuff. It was all a part of. It was a brand. It was a rebranding, right. essentially. But I do believe that he did was changing and was learning along the way. I think he was like an egotistic young man, and it was growing. Oh, okay. uh, from what I understand, but we. I, yeah, I'd heard about him like being like real shitty to his wife. That's the whole thing. Is like he wrote a song called "Jealous Guy" that was about the time when he like hit his wife. Oh yeah. I didn't mean to hurt you. I, I'm sorry that I made you cry. I'm just a jealous cut guy. Yeah. And it's like you see that. And then okay. You, yeah. I, I don't want that song. If anyone ever wrote a song like that for me, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> and now also this song is out there. Cool. Yeah, great, great. Thank you. It makes you look really good. 
Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that song was him. I hate that song. Yeah, it's a bummer, huh? Yeah. I know, but I will say that my dad had like the best of John Lennon. We played it, played it in the car, and it was, it was the best. Of John Lennon? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> they, they weren't lying. He has a song called Starting Over that I really enjoy. What's that one about? So he goes, it'll be just like starting over. <laughs> That's about it. Sounds good. Thank you. Usually when I sing on the podcast, Alex edits it out. <laughs> now I'm just not going to bother editing this one. These boys are going to go up raw. Yeah, yeah these are gonna, they're going to be raw dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember this joke, that they're so excited for these. Um, the giant stone head. Stone head. And he fucks up inches and feet. Oh, yeah. And the tiny stone head. Right. This is a classic part of this movie. That you are I mean, uh, here's, here's the question. Why do why people make improv movies? The way you would like to? Well, um, I think I do. You know, I mean, what we do in the shadows was an improv show. Yeah. I and I guess what we do in the shadows was an improv movie. I felt like that had a pretty strong narrative in it, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it could still have a narrative, but each scene be improvised with the dialogue. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I think they, there's honestly just not enough good improvisers selling scripts. They can't, you can't, you have to already be so successful to sell that to a production company, I imagine. Yeah, you could, you could imagine it being very hard to be like, but most of it will be improv, and I'll improvise it, trust me. I'm great. Unless you, yeah, unless you're like something, something There was, like, there are like those mumblecore movies, like Josh yeah, yeah. was improv. Well, that's very different kind of improv. Yeah, very yeah. different. That is like boring person improv. I know, right? <laughs> so. um, imagine, um, uh, like we're at chess for laughs. Where it's all about the laughs. Yeah, we say as well, we do a podcast for, for, none, for, for no laughs. Uh, but uh, like, imagine doing like dramatic improv. Like, imagine being like, I want to not write a script and be serious about it. Um, okay, so that's isn't that the new plus? Like, there's that the one I love. I haven't seen that, but I, I heard it was okay. Mm. What? I hadn't heard anything about it one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the mark of a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Staying strictly the under the radar. It, it, it evades your notice <laughs> completely. Hey, I don't know anyone who's seen that movie. Oh, the triptychs are, so triptych are 20 feet high. You can stand four men up. Ian, I was, I was asked this is, to build this is insane. This isn't the piece of scenery. That's Look. so great. Look, this is what I was asked to build. 18 inches, right here. It's specified 18 inches. Why did he put the little? The, the, he thought Forget that was feet. This. Fuck the napkin. Yeah. Oh man, and they're still gonna sing with it. Yeah. Oh, and, and it comes down for the ceiling, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Why do they want so many props? I, it was the era of props, man. Yeah. Like, it's like if you if you were a 1970s rock band, your prop budget was out of control. Yeah. Because your music can't not suspend a show. They're a real, they're real uh, carrot top of the comedy of the music world. No one knows. They all have such beautiful voices. None of them are actually British, though, right? Very good British accent. You know who doesn't have a good British accent? Because I was. May. <laughs> Couldn't sleep the other night. I was watching that movie Emma because it's on Amazon Prime with Gwyneth Paltrow. And let me tell you, that GP does not got a good British accent. No? Do you ever watch um, uh, Pretty Little Liars, I think? I think it was Pretty Little no, Liars. No, I refuse because everyone said that I would like it because it's like Gossip Girl, and it is not nearly as good as Gossip Girl. Mm. Is, is, is the... is the Okay, I maybe mixing it with another show. It might be another one. It might be Gossip Girl. But the, uh, the, the season finale of it involves 
uh, identical twins in a bunker. This is not Gossip Girl. Yep. No, no, not Gossip Girl. Uh, uh, Pretty Little Life. Pretty Little Life. Is it either of those shows? No, it's one of those shows my ex-girlfriend watched. And she's like, I never watched the last season. And was watching last season. And the, I watched the last episode with her. And I was howling. Because it's, like it's, it's an identical twin in a bunker with a terrible British accent. And it's out of nowhere. Like, it's at no point is it referenced. Oh. I like it. We'll be yeah, like, I want to see this now. I'd like to think that this show has is its alternate universe is the parent trap. <laughs> and so one of them got raised by the mom who lived in the UK. And the other one got raised by the dad who lives on a... California Vineyard. And the mom in the UK really fucked her up because now she is in a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> Something went wrong. It's hard to Doing be a single kidnapping. mother. It's hard to be a single mom. Um, yeah, I know. I was so annoyed because everyone's like, oh, if you like Gospel Girl, you're going to love it. And the minute I turned it on, I was like, how dare you? Gospel Girl has beautiful clothing and lighting and everyone looks gorgeous. This show is not that. <laughs> oh, yeah, here it is. Here it comes. This is it? This is the part? I <laughs> come. <laughs> Are they aware that this is what it looks like, or are they surprising them on stage? Uh, uh, the the children dance around it. Dance around it. And they're twice as tall. Oh my god. Oh, so yeah, this is a surprise, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so light, it's getting kicked around. <laughs> I do not for one think that the problem was that the band Oh my god, her hair is even better than I remember it. That there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf, <laughs> right? That tended to understate the hugeness of the object. Right? You know what I like about this? They're all very serious. They're, they don't smile not once this movie. It's serious business running a terrible rock band. Another thing I think that, um, that I was... Uh, but you're not so the there is that you, you mean, get the setup of the joke, right? Of, um, you know, stone, you know the Stonehenge is too small. Yeah. And then it, before the payoff of the joke, they just play the song, and then you're just watching them play the song for like three or four minutes. Yeah. Like while we while we talked about that bunker kid, and then and then that's just the song. There's no jokes. There's just they're just hanging out, and then the down comes the Stonehenge. I don't. It's hard to think of a film today like, that has that restraint. Allowing, yeah, exactly. Allowing that much time before, like, you gotta see it immediately. I think, I think, especially like a lot of comedy films now are very concerned with like the very concerned with plot. Like, I think of like the house to me is the most best example of modern comedy film where it's very concerned with being like we run a casino. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sh- like it's gonna be so funny how we run a casino. It's like it never is. Yeah. And it's like ju- and I, I think it might be the Judd Apatow thing of like it provides jokes. So like they don't have the structure in yeah. place to be able to like you guys, you guys built call yeah. forward yeah. that far. Yeah. Sure. I think like the last movie that was made that was. I mean, it's it's just a problem, like, like, you know. Get it to the Greek sold. has like full songs in, in it. If it got so, but it, that movie right, moves at like the speed of light. I would not say that it takes its time with anything. For one thing that goes wrong, one one single thing that goes wrong, a hundred things go right. Do you know what I spend my time doing? I sleep two or three hours a night. There's no sex and drugs for Ian, David. You know what I do? I find lost luggage. Yes. I, I locate mandolin strings in the middle of Austin. It just you seems know? like a... I prize the rent out of the local Hebrews. Well, maybe That's what I, I just don't know why they... Uh, why they're so into, like, shtick as a band. Every song has such a specific, like... Scene dressing. Yeah, that they need to execute every time. It's so hilarious. Like, how much of a break do they have to take in between all of their songs? Yeah, seriously. 
this get into your costumes or real stuff. Maybe there's someone already in the organization. I think that like we don't have to pay insurance. Uh, they work, they room, start from the set dressing and work backwards. Like oh, yeah. we built a giant skull. And, uh, write a song she, about a skull. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the real Alex Franco sketch. Yeah, just start with a prop, work backwards. We're writing a song about this. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, we've all done that. Like I wrote a sketch once that was called Type Blazers because all the blazers in the green room at Comedy Bar are like a little bit too tight for me. Oh yeah. And so then I would put them on and say like nothing's more flattering than a two tight blazer. And it was just a whole commercial about like how sexy we all look because our blazers are too tight. I have a I have sitting in my bedroom and I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet but um, 65 record jackets to the year Rhythmics album. 65? Yeah. That, I, that some guy was just throwing out on buns and he was like if you want it come pick it up and I like subwayed across the city for two hours to oh, yeah. get all these record jackets but the funniest part was I get this like big bag of record jackets on the subway I take it home and oh, when I'm on my way home, the bag breaks, and 65 record jackets just spill all over the street. And then, no, then I notice in it is mixed in uh, four record jackets for the police synchronicity. Whoa. <laughs> Which is, and then I'm just right, so dying laughing on the street. I did not know that was there. I love it. Like, how many, okay, how many did you think you were getting? 65. 65. I got shorted. You got shorted. But they were like, they could have just given you like 60, and that still would have been yeah, so many. I would never have counted. They were like, we've got to get also get rid of four synchronicities. Oh shit, just fill it. Synchronicity is a good album cover, but it's also just like we we can't be like sixty Eurythmics had four synchronicities. I have literally no idea. I moved apartments and moved all the. You brought them with you. The jacket covers, you mean that there's no record inside it? Not a record inside. It's just a piece of cardboard. It is 64 identical, or 61 identical pieces of cardboard and four separate identical pieces. I just don't understand what you planned. I can't believe you moved with this. I, my mom loaded it into a car. Poor mom. And the whole time she is like, what is happening? Your poor mom. I have to say, in between having to move with it and having the um, synchronicities in there, Two great bits have come out of this already. <laughs> They're paying for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even done a sketch of it. Yeah, yeah it's, a real, it's a real performance art piece that yeah, you're yeah. doing. Or, or, or you, I guess they, uh, you didn't pay for it. May I ask what the buns trip was? Nothing. Nothing. It was Just take it out of my house and don't knock on the door and wake my baby. Uh, <laughs> and so I could not ask him why he had all these record checks. Ah, fine. I wish to know. Um, like, I, I, all I want to know is how did you get this? Why are you getting rid of them? Why do they smell weird? Something. Oh. oh God, Alex, he peed all over them for sure. Well, they're, they're they've been in two apartments. <laughs> Jesus Christ! When it gets hot, my whole apartment smells musty. Oh God! Oh, those urethics are heating up again. Oh, I can always tell how the <laughs> I can tell what the weather's like when my my apartment gets. Apartment gets urethmic. Yeah. Jesus Christ! God. You can't fucking concentrate because you're fucking wife. Oh my god, like they just must have had the time of their life just talking with this accent. I mean, it it is like a sketch comedian's dream to be like, all right, you get to do the easiest accent and say anything. In my mind, there was a time when I was in my teens where I could do a really good British accent. I believe that very thoroughly. And then one day, 
I just lost it. I can't continue with it. I can't. I'm pretty sure we all thought we could do a good version. No, no, but I can't. That's how you know you're going to be a comedian when you're older. You're just like, I walked around and was British for three days, and you weren't. I was really good at it. Totally distinct types of visionary. My mom's okay. I feel my rose. Your mom's not the arbiter of what isn't isn't British. But your mom's very Italian. Yeah, I was here. She has ears. She's like, it all sounds, it all sounds fresh to me. Papa has to be Yeah, she can sound it. Alex has a real uh, misunderstanding of my family on this podcast. He said that my dad was crotchety, and I was like, no, no. Eccentric, like, beyond. Not crotchety. He kept, yeah, we recorded at your house, your parents' house once, and he kept yelling at you to come eat fish. He asked if I wanted fish, and I said no three times, and the final time I said, fine, I will have a fish. He wore you down. Yeah, I know. That's this how you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta move that fish. <laughs> it was Tuesday, you know. There were it was a special of the day. It was a Jane's breaded fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then my mom doesn't have an accent. She came here when she was two. I don't believe you. She looks too good to not have an accent. She moved back when she was ten, but then she came right back. Went back music and all of your. Yeah, she back. Picked up an accent as you do. Actually, I had a friend who lived in the UK for like a year and a half, and she says things like "little," like she'll pronounce the "t" inside of words now. And I think that's okay. You're okay. You don't have to do that. Yeah, it's fine. We're all fine. My girlfriend's a CEO. My girlfriend works at the National Ballet School of Canada. She is a CEO, and I was like, "Hello." But the like the like CEO of the National Ballet School speaks with a fake British accent. Karen Kane. Oh no no she has wrong. She she's never lived in England and yet goes around like darling I never. Now that's what I believe Fraser's voice to Yeah. Fraser is quite the British accent. And so does David Hyde Pierce. Like, what is that? Like, transatlantic? What are they doing on that show? Oh, I don't know. Kind of like it's not like a full British accent, but it's this very arch kind of. It's like it's like I went to theater school at a certain time. I think so. I can act the shit out of Emmett. That's all we go to theater school for, though, is to act the shit out of Emmett. It's important. He puts so many words on the page. That's another very like band specific thing. Uh, they're playing to like an army mm. get together of playing to a group of people who all have the same job and they don't want to see you yeah. is extremely band specific. No, this is comedy because when I was in Turco, we played a Christmas party that no one wanted us to be at. And we had a Very full review. <laughs> I, I would almost argue it's more comedy. Than, I've done it more as a band than as a comedian, mm. but then probably more comedy specific it's more stand up because a lot of people like will like hire stand ups for like a lot of events thinking like this this will be, be fine set up near the buffet actually once the party boys got asked to perform at google they had like every mm. friday they would have like some sort of art thing but then we found out that their choice would be leave early or stay and watch a sketch show so we had six people <laughs> And we had a full, like, hour review that we did. But you know what? Google's amazing. The entire, like, it was fully catered. Any drink you could possibly want, they have there. Oh, really? Do they have gin? 
Not just alcohol. Kombucha. A juice of any kind. They have mate. They have mate. Has he ever done this before? Yerba mate. I love a yerba mate. Too much caffeine for that time of day, though. I'll drink yerba all day, all night. Should changes that sometimes occur. This wrap up. And you've just got to sort of roll with it. You reread that, you know, you saw yeah, exactly so how many French folk music happening. Yeah, yeah, French folk. That's definitely a wrap up. I mean, it's like. Do, know, do we ever get into why Rob, Rob Reiner always wears his hat? Is that ever explained? Well, yeah, for sure. But like that specific hat with like the navy hat. I think he just might like it. He just likes it. It's a pretty cool hat. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, because Rob Reiner is very pro-cop. Yeah, oh, he loves pro. He's, he's like pro-intervention, pro-military. Yeah. He loves pro-military, and that's like that's kind of like the underlying sure effect of this whole movie. I feel like he lies about being a seat, like he's like spit on the navy. Like, yeah. No, we would know. He was on TV during the time that he should have been in the navy. And it Nam. Actually, I have no idea when that would be. Weren't you in Nam? Not no in Vietnam. Why wasn't Rob Reiner in Nam? I love. Hey, I loved all the family, but that guy should have been in Nam. <laughs> That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Why wasn't Why wasn't he there? That can't be true. That show must have been post mom. I don't know. I think it was post mom. Nothing like asking people why they weren't enough. Why weren't you? Explain yourself. They did a whole episode. I went to Nam. Why didn't you go to Nam? <laughs> it's like when those uh, people talk about how oh, you shouldn't uh, don't wipe student loan debt. I had to pay mine off. Like I had to go to Nam. Why won't you go there? People don't want student loan to be wiped because they have to pay their student loan. Yeah, they're like, well, that's not fair. I That is the most flawed argument I've ever heard. It is. As somebody who didn't have student debt, though, because my college was cheap. About to do and I lived at home. But uh, uh, I can't imagine. It's like, uh, wipe it. Can we wipe it? It's just numbers on a screen. Money doesn't exist in neither yeah. I got news for you. I love, Sorry, guys. I love just how. I love empty, like, stadium. It's one of the funniest things in the world to me. And then it's all game. So, again, more bantering stuff. Um, I played a, me and my brother loved this movie. We played in a band together for a while, and we yeah. kept joking about going on a two hour jazz odyssey. Anytime we play this like, DIY punk club, <laughs> we play one punk song. It's like, now, but what we really want to do a two hour jazz odyssey. <laughs> you know, I've seen Alex's band. Not my most, my, my, my current band. I saw his current band. Yeah. And, um,. They were too loud for me, and I had to put toilet paper in my ears. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he's a he's an emo punk. But it was very um, melodic in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah, I'm old now, so I don't make just noise. <laughs> it, was, it was very emotional, and it was very, like, sweet, but I was about 100 years old there. Everyone was, like, 18, and it was, like, a straight-edge club. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was stone-cold sober and really into the music. It was good. I liked it. I bought merch. Yeah. How, what does that mean? How far love merch. Guys, merch is my new genre of clothing. I'll be in a coffee shop and I'll be like, this coffee shop got merch? I'll buy that. I want to make my house look like an old vintage store. Red bear t-shirts that are just coffee shops. That's what I wear now. It's because I went to Hugh Jackman Live and I bought so much fucking merch there. I saw you covered in merch. I saw Philippe covered in merch and I was like, 
Yeah. The two of you have like barely work. Yeah, I know Philippe had recently lost his job, and I was like, "How the fuck are you buying ninety dollars of merch? You don't know me. <laughs> like if Visa had you on Instagram, you don't know. Your like minimum payment would be so high. It's like, no, you fuck you. I got a toque. I got a t-shirt. Which Alex is gonna get to see this vacation because it's my pajama top. You jack me all night every night. It's another one of those Jackman nights. Honestly, it was the time of my goddamn life that concert. I heard that. I heard it was real good. It was um, an interesting. It was interesting because he's very talented and he can sing. But I don't know if I like his voice. Like the other time I was watching it, I was like, he's great, but like, Kent, does he sound good? But also, I think it's because he turned fifty and was like. I gotta prove to myself that I could do a one-man show. Sure. And so he he did it, and it was just like, you know, when you're a kid and you put on like things for your parents, like you like mouth to a song and you like show your parents like. Mm-hmm. I know I used to do those kids do like song dances and stuff. This was his version of that. He even like had a dedication, like a he sang the wedding song that they danced to uh, for his wife, and he like sang Gaston song because he just. He used to play Gaston when he was like 18. Like it really was a walk down memory lane. For imagine Hugh you were that. Like I know he isn't divorced, but imagine you were that divorced. Like <laughs> <laughs> that you were like, I'm gonna put on a one man show of yeah. songs I've Come sung before. My name is Hugh Jackman. We were Dan. watching a man. Fuck ex- you, Cheryl. <laughs> extremely well executed um, midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Like he, like other so people get convertible cars, and he's like multi-city too. Honestly, it's true. He sold out the ACC. Whoa. There was fifteen thousand people there, and we could not place the demographic. We just couldn't. Like yes, white was before. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the white for sure. But it was also like, like kids wearing like Wolverine shirts, families, couples, me and Philippe. Like none of it made any sense, but we were all equally excited to be here. Oh. I truly thought it was just going to be a bunch of women in their like late 50s, but it, it really wasn't. You'd be interested in Anyways, I love Hugh Jackman, really and I wish he was here right now. And, uh, Me too, he's a delight. I was talking to someone about so this, that there's no media for women like 60 plus, because historically there's never really been like media aimed at them, so the media they grab onto seems random and wild of like, I was super into, still am super true crime, before it was like really popular, and I go to these like true crime conventions that like detectives and like investigators and shit, and it was just filled with 60 plus No, that makes so much sense to me, because all of those shows like Forensic Files and America's Most Wanted, and that stuff is watched by, like, middle-aged women. Then the other end of that was a friend of mine did this play about suicide, and it, like, got really good reviews, and he and it's, like, very much, like, aimed at, like, 20-something, like, young, like, like hip kids theater, yeah. and their shows were sold out with, 50, with like, 60-plus white women. They love... Because so many of them have, like, friends who committed suicide, like, an honest play about suicide. Oh, Hell, yes. Makes me so sad. Like, my, like my, my girlfriend worked on it, and her mom saw it five times. And yeah. just kept... And, like, her, and her, my girlfriend and mom have a terrible relationship, but she just kept, like, if you'd see it and then be like, you know... I, my friend Karen it's like Jesus Christ oh that's so oh. sad so the, so the media that should be aimed at like 60 plus white women is the darkest media you can think of I don't know I think Grace and Frankie is, is aimed that's for the other end the other end is Nancy Myers movies and Gilmore Girls yeah I, I, I might be a 60 plus woman I enjoy all of this stuff 
on. I love their hair so much. Are they in trouble? Like, are they fighting right now? Yeah, so, uh, the, the, the one guy, he, he left the band over the his girlfriend. Oh, he did leave and the band. And his girlfriend plays tambourine now in the band. <laughs> you know what I've decided? I've made my choice. I love Christopher Guest. I like his face, and I would kiss him on the mouth. Like, I think he's genuinely, like, uh, uh, I think he should hope to be remembered as, like, a true, like, pioneer of movies. Cinema. He's woefully underrated. I think it's so dry and un-American, but he's selling it to an American audience. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess if he was British, they'd all be after him. I feel like he probably does. I feel like his movies do better in Britain. I mean, he hasn't made a movie in a little bit. Like, For Your Consideration was very good. Yeah. This rap battle sounds wild. It's just like Simon and Garfield. Yeah. Simon versus Garfield. Yeah. Like that. Actually, that would be a great rap battle. Simon versus Garfield. Also, like, is it just an electronic music festival over there? Like, yeah. yeah. I like that that rap battles. Okay, so like in the movie Knocked Up, they keep mentioning the movie Spider-Man 3 because James Franco was supposed to be in it but he had to film Spider-Man 3 and they also were like on the same set as Spider-Man 3 and I feel like Rap Battles is this podcast Spider-Man 3 (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop talking about it oh no they have a new drummer oh oh, yeah so like yeah so it kind of ends up like they got big in Japan they get big in Japan is this the end uh pretty much like the drummer explodes and they got a new drummer. Oh, the drummer exploded? Did I miss that? Oh, they're all together? <laughs> yeah, so there really is like almost no plot in this movie other than like funny scenes. Yeah, yeah there it, is no plot. And I remember watching it as a good. kid and being like confused by that. I think, yeah, I think it is. They, I, they I briefly it. argue and then it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love it for it. I'm like, it knows what it is. I yeah. think more comedy movies should just know what they are. Well, you know what? Much like a cartoon, it gets a little bit boring in comedy when they tie up the plot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like that's actually the one boring part of Wet Hot American Summer when they have to like, like they do the whole thing with like the explosion with the science thing or whatever. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay, well, this is funny, I guess. But it's not as funny as the first like 55 minutes of yeah. Yeah. Up there on stage is that moose, you know. Uh, they all get so written by credits because we all mostly improvised. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I listen cool. to the classics. I belong to a. Um, uh, God, I wish we could just series, make a movie um, like this. It's called the I've, I've been like, ever since I've watched this, and I've been trying to so hard. And like, I think the very first stuff I really did in comedy was like 16. Inspired so this movie. Elliott, it's me and Philippe uh, reading really TS just like kind of like talking about the beats of what episode of our web series would be like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And filming it all. And it was terrible. But like the the goal was a bunch of funny things starting to get Yeah, up to something. And they're all struck the internet because we're like, no one has ever seen these anymore. But like for a while, it's like, I don't know, like people like, it's like early YouTube days across the world were like, I like this. are funny enough. not funny enough. It's like, if you just try like like people somewhere will we'll grab on this is exactly yeah, exact in a structure this is, exactly, this is my favorite joke <laughs> exactly medically accurate <laughs> so he's wearing a skeleton shirt and he's saying that it's medically blood, accurate take water. them off you'd see exactly. this is what you wouldn't see. be green though it is green <laughs> you know see see how your blood it wouldn't blue. be green yeah well that's okay. just the vein i mean the color of the vein i mean the, the blood is actually red 
All right, well, maybe oh my green. god. Anyways, I, they, they probably have hours, hours yeah. of this, you know? That made me so in love with him. Oh my god. Yeah. Paul Schaefer. Was, was he a drummer too? What were the circumstances? He was in front of us. He was the um, um, the guy who ran the, the army show. Oh, yeah. Angelica Houston, I fully was all of you when she was on. Summer camp for pale young boys. Um. Um. I feel like this. I feel like this. Yeah, this is it. So, Mr. John. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a time. It was so joyful, and I liked how we had an interlude from your... uh Rap Battles partner Chris Sandifer. Yeah, from, from this so, from this yeah. podcast sister show, Rap Battles. <laughs> yeah, it is the sister show. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, and thank you to Just for Laughs Spotify yeah. tent, and thank you to our lovely people that helped us. Thank you so thank much. You. you guys were the we best. Were, we were the worst people that you got to talk to, <laughs> but, but thank you. I know we had too much tech, and we never used it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, listen to show. I'm watching a movie of lots of other movies that we've. Done. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. I love you. Good night. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. I love you.